Hello and welcome back to Creating Culture. Hope you're doing well today. This is my second solo video. The first one I recorded, I hadn't slept well. I got up really early and did it. I listened to it back and I was like, look, you sound like you're half asleep, which perhaps I was. Hopefully this time, a bit more energy. And today I'm considering three reasons to think for yourself. Three reasons to think for yourself. Do uh, subscribe to the channel if you're listening. I love putting together these episodes and thinking up material to put into them. So it'd be great to have you following to get more in the future. Three reasons to think for yourself should include but not by yourself. And I'll get to that bit at the end. And it'd be no surprise that here at Creating Culture, thinking about, think for yourself about issues of faith and how faith connects with culture and that sort of thing. Okay, I'm not, we're not really talking here about thinking for yourself about like what football team you support. Okay, so this is, this is within the sort of domain of faith. So reasons to think for yourself about issues of faith. And the reason I'm making this is because sometimes there's sort of attitudes which might be called anti-intellectual anti-intellectual attitudes in churches which suggests that uh, we shouldn't think we should rather just um, believe just what the bible says or perhaps listen to the holy spirit and these sort of things and the bible and the holy spirit are both very good but I'm going to just briefly put forward the case for actually thinking as well and discussing and debating and asking questions. Our little motto thing is asking questions, seeking depth. So I'm sort of defending that today. And I think it's possible to listen to, to learn from, to respect your church leaders whilst also thinking for yourself. So three, three, not two, three reasons to think for yourself. First, Notepads ready. Avoid the dangerous and the bizarre. Avoid the dangerous and the bizarre. Thinking for yourself can help you avoid the dangerous and the bizarre. Now, first, dangerous. Okay? Let me tell you about a cult massacre that took place in the year 2000 in the Kanunga district in southwestern Uganda. It involved a cult called the Movement for the Restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. And 700 members of this cult were locked up in a church. The doors and the windows were bolted shut and the people were burned alive. Okay. Horrendous. Horrendous. Absolutely horrible. What we, we don't know what the precise motivations were from these people. But we do know that, that they thought they were carrying out commands from God. So these leaders thought that they were doing God's will in some way by massacring these people, okay? Absolutely horrendous. So that's dangerous, right? That's about as dangerous as it gets. And what I'm suggesting is that thinking for yourself can help avoid the dangerous, okay? You might say that's extreme. Don't worry, I'll get to that. Another example which loads of people know is the Westboro Baptist Church. Okay, Louis Theroux did the documentary about them. They go around holding up signs, um, 
pretty pretty hard. one is i think thank god for dead soldiers and they'll, they'll go to like a the funeral of a soldier and, and hold up these signs bizarre okay they're bizarre they're fringe they're extreme and thinking for ourselves can can help us avoid getting drawn into the case of both of these sort of like cult-like groups okay now you might think okay i'm never going to be in this weird ugandan cult i'm never going to be in the west where baptist doesn't affect me but there are sort of more subtle ways in which this kind of uh dangerous or bizarre theology can seep into our lives and and one example that i like to use is that of prosperity gospel so the prosperity gospel claims that if you have faith in god then god will make you prosper financially health-wise emotionally physically etc okay and some of the people that preach the prosperity gospel of massive churches surprise surprise like people actually are attracted obviously to the idea that if they come to this church and have faith then they'll get like loads of money or get get healed or whatever and now there's debates to be had about healing okay certainly god healed people in the new testament and there's the classic debate between cessationists and continuists as to whether god heals people today that's another video you won't get into that one affirm healing uh but the prosperity gospel in my view at least it doesn't take into account the place of suffering in in our lives and in the lives of christians as well and, and the bible is clear that the christians will suffer that that the christian life is not simply pray to god then you know you got your business is just going to explode or whatever explode in a good way and prosper and i know uh somebody who was in the church that sort of put forward some of these sort of messages somewhat subtly they wouldn't have said they're a prosperity gospel church but it came through subtly and her um husband died of an illness and as a result of that she stopped going to church because she she was like why didn't god heal him you know in church they say that god will heal and basically this sort of prosperity ish gospel theology that was present in the church seeped in and had a had a damaging effect for this person because she had bought into this idea that god's definitely gonna heal her husband and and and, and god didn't and there's this brilliant song by foy foy vance another northern irishman check him out called the two shades of hope and it says well some people think their sin caused the cancer that's eating into them and the only way that they can win is by the healing of somebody's hands on their skin and praying but when the cancer does not go baby hope deals the hardest blows beautiful song but basically, the prosperity gospel can give people false hope. And one way of protecting yourself, ourselves, from um, false teaching like this is to think, okay, is to be actually engaged with what 
the pastor at the front is saying with what the books you're reading are saying. And you can avoid that. You can avoid the dangerous and the bizarre. Some of that extreme stuff I started with, but also prosperity gospel is not extreme. Uh, or at least if it is extreme, you find it in churches commonly enough. Now, avoid the dangerous and bizarre. That's that's almost quite a dis- defensive position. Okay, so protect yourself. Thinking for yourself can help you protect yourself. Let's get on to more positive stuff, if you like. Faith-seeking understanding, okay? Thinking for yourself can help you understand your faith better. So the great medieval theologian Anselm of Canterbury, he was big into this. His whole idea was faith-seeking understanding. You believe in Christianity, but... By thinking for yourself and discussing the material, you can grow to understand better. And J.I. Packer, a 20th century Anglican, he had a similar idea, which was a greater theology should always lead to a greater doxology. A greater study of God should always lead to a greater worship of God. And the idea is if you think for yourself when you're reading the Bible or when you're listening to a sermon or when you're reading a book, you can actually develop your mind in a way that helps you worship God. So take an example of Churchill. Um, Churchill, Prime Minister, he's dead. Now, if I read and read about Churchill, yes, it's the case that I never knew him personally okay fair enough i never knew him personally but i will grow to get to know a lot more about him okay and yes it's the case that thinking for yourself and all that sort of stuff in christianity it can't replace prayer okay okay which would be the equivalent of getting to know churchill face to face personally but it can add to it. It can develop, enhance prayer. Okay, So say in prayer you get to know God personally. But the idea is that the more you get to know about God, the more it helps prayer, the more it inspires worship. Okay, Faith-seeking understanding. Thinking for yourself can inspire worship it can help us get to know more about who god is what he's like what he's done how he's engaged with the world avoid the dangers in the bizarre faith seeking understanding thinking can inspire worship number three practices informed by theory now i knew a pastor once who took the view that he didn't want to sit around and have discussions about the Christian faith. He wanted to be engaged in mission. He found it exciting to be engaged in mission, less interest in the discussions. And the truth is, like, there's a lot to be said for that. It's good to actually go out and do something. It's good to go out and help in the food bank, serve people, communicate Christian faith. That's all good. But what this pastor missed, in my view, is that practice is informed by theory. Practice is informed by theory that is what you do 
is informed by your underlying beliefs. Now, maybe if it's something like the food bank, uh, maybe you know we can all basically agree that helping out the food bank's good. But the more complex the practice gets, the more you need to be thinking about theory. So take, for example, mission. Now, what you believe about human beings and the afterlife is going to affect mission. Okay? What you think about hell, heaven, hell, is going to affect mission. What you think about free will, to what extent is a person free to choose? What you think about the work of the Holy Spirit, all these sort of questions are going to affect how you engage in mission. So, for example, if you think that everybody who doesn't who hasn't heard about Christianity is going to hell and they're going to be tormented forever, and that's the story, then that's going to have effect on mission, right? Arguably, you should go outside right now, leave YouTube, go outside right now and start warning people about what's coming. But if you believe like a slight variation, not even a slight variation, that can have an effect. So that's them. Those are my three reasons, okay? Do you think they're good reasons? You can, you're welcome to get in touch, comment, let me know. Thinking for ourselves helps us avoid the dangerous and the bizarre. It helps us understand faith more, leading to worship, and it helps practice be informed by theory, okay? And if your practice isn't informed by the theory, then your practice can be off. Now, quickly, two objections, Okay, I put forward my case, my three reasons. Here's two objections to my position. First is, we shouldn't think for ourselves, we should listen to the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's the objection. Now, the Holy Spirit's important, okay, obviously. Christianity, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So clearly the work of the Holy Spirit is really important. And I want to write a book on it. I'm writing a book at the moment. Book two, Work of the Holy Spirit. I just got some more work to do on it first. So clearly it's important, but it's not enough by itself. So take the example of the Newman family of Wisconsin. Okay, warning, this is another horrible story. Kara Newman, age 12 at the time, died on Easter Sunday 2008 from undiagnosed diabetes. Her parents refused to seek medical treatment for her as the condition deteriorated, instead putting their faith in God to heal Kara through prayer. They believed that even if she died, God would resurrect her from the dead. And they felt led by God to do this, but they got it wrong. And Kara Newman died. Okay, another horrible story. You're saying, look, why are you telling us? You already told us about this Ugandan cult that massacred 700 people. Why are you telling us about little Kara? Well, the Kara's parents thought that they were doing what the Holy Spirit was telling them to do, and they got it wrong. Clearly, everybody agrees, right? Maybe there's a few not jobs, perhaps that's a bit uncharitable, but 
maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's kind of deserved. Maybe there's a few people that think even though she died, it was still what the Holy Spirit was directing. But I think almost all of us think, no, clearly they got it wrong. They should have gone to the doctors and get, got Kara looked at. And I think what those, what the parents in the community at the time needed to do was think more and think, hold on, are we sure the Holy Spirit told us this here? What makes us think that the Holy Spirit taught us this here? What does the Bible, what does the Christian tradition say about healing and about medicine and about illness? And basically, my view, surprise, surprise, is if they thought for themselves about it more, engaged more in discussions, they could have figured out that actually if she's ill, go see a doctor, okay? Again, that's not to say that God doesn't heal people. That's a different video. But I'm pretty sure young Kara should have, go, should have been to the doctors. And now there's a related objection. Some people will say that faith is about relationship, okay? Not discussion, okay? Relationship. And all I'm going to say here is similar to what I said in point two above. Yes, it is about relationship. And I think... Um, Relationship is important and prayer is important, but this sort of stuff can help. Okay, it can help and it can add to the relationship in the way that Anselm and Packer spoke about. Objection two, so objection one, you shouldn't think for yourself, you should listen to the Holy Spirit. Yes, listen to the Holy Spirit, but also think for yourself, is Luke's response. Number two, you shouldn't think for yourself, just do what the Bible tells you. Now, Bible's important, okay? Another video on the Bible sometime, but the Bible's really important. But a few things. First, I spend some time at a, a center called Labrie, or I, I give some talks each year, and Labrie attracts a lot of people with questions. Okay, questions about the faith and I remember the director saying that often when they have their questions you can just give them a bible verse but that's not enough they want to wrestle they want to go deeper they want to say what were the reasons behind this and the truth is I think that that is good that we can like Anselm said go deeper seek understanding ask what's going on okay the bible says this what are the reasons behind it and I take the view that um if you do that, you can actually discover for yourself really interesting reasons that lie beneath the simple commands you find in the Bible. But there's another part of the response here, which is the question of how the Bible's to be interpreted. How the Bible's to be interpreted. So you you'll know that in the New Testament, it it uh, there's there's instruction for a woman to cover their heads at church. But very few women do cover their heads in church. So clearly, most Christians think that that instruction doesn't apply for today, that the head covering one doesn't. In other words, they've interpreted, they've interpreted the scriptures. And if you're going to interpret, you need to think for yourself. I could give you a whole bunch of examples. There's another one uh, to going back to J.I. Packer, another guy, John Stott, were two big 
churchmen in the 20th century and they disagreed on the question of what happens to people who aren't Christians after death. Packer was a traditional theorist who thought about hell, whereas John Stott was an annihilationist who thinks that people who die are eventually annihilated. They cease to exist if they're not reconciled to Christ. Now here you have two men who are very well trained in the Bible, very biblical, but they disagree on this issue. Okay, they disagree on it. And that shows, in my view, that the Bible needs to be interpreted. Okay, and if you're going to interpret the Bible, you've got to think for yourself. So let's listen to the Holy Spirit. Sure, but also think for yourself. Listen, to, read the Bible. Sure, but also think for yourself. So I think I've defended my my reasons to think for yourself. You can disagree if you like. But I began saying that think for yourself but not by yourself. And this is important. You want to think in a in community. You don't want to be by yourself. So yes, think for yourself, but try and find people in life who you can talk to, discuss issues with. Okay, I have a bunch of friends who I'm always like saying, what about this here? What's your view on this here? And not just people who are friends. It can be people who are um, dead, okay? So there's all these great writers you can read, famous ones, C.S. Lewis, etc. Uh, but there's loads, Anselm, Packer. So you want, to have, you want to have the Bible, you want to have the church community, and you want to have writers who have gone before us. And you want to think in conversation with this, this great community that we're part of. That's all for today. Kept it to 21 minutes. Hope you find some of it interesting. Feel free to share any thoughts in the comments and uh, do, do subscribe and I'll see you next time.